we're analyzing Nintendo stock ticker NTDOY to see if its market price is a fair value. We're using the select six analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating an intrinsic value for Nintendo. Then we're giving a final rating to the business. There will be a key bonus metric along the way that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Nintendo for your portfolio. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Nintendo's stock performance. Nintendo trades for $10.43 per share. We're looking at their ADR listing on the New York Stock Exchange. Nintendo also trades under the stock ticker symbol 7974 in Tokyo. Nintendo's stock price is down just about 7% in the last year. Even though this is down, this is outperforming the S&P 500. In the last five years, Nintendo's stock price is down 2.5% overall. In the last 10 years, it's a completely different story. Nintendo's compounding at nearly 15% annually. Going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the last 18 years, Nintendo's compounded their stock price at about 7.5% annually. Nintendo also pays out dividends. Right now, Nintendo has a large 2.9% dividend yield. Their average dividend yield throughout this time frame is in addition to their compounded annual returns. Nintendo's trading in the middle of their 52-week high and their 52-week low. Nintendo has a 6.6 trillion Japanese yen market cap. This is equal to about 55 billion US dollars. But why should we be paying close attention to Nintendo? Founded as a playing card company in 1889, Nintendo started its video game console business in 1986 by launching the NES and started its portable console business in 1989 by launching the Game Boy. Since then, the firm has focused on expanding the gaming population by delivering unique entertainment experiences on its original console systems. The Wii and the Nintendo DS were its most popular hardware. However, Nintendo not only makes game consoles, but also owns world-renowned IPs such as Super Mario, Pokemon, and Zelda, which have been a source of cash flow for more than a quarter century. 2020 was the 35th anniversary of Super Mario, Nintendo's most famous character. With the recent Super Mario Bros. movie, it's fitting that we take a look at Nintendo. Starting with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. There are two key reasons for this. Over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. These business returns will be captured here by return on capital. The average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this allows us to build in some margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Nintendo has increased their returns on capital in a big way during this time. They've more than doubled their returns. Averaged out in the last five years, Nintendo's earning about 23% returns on capital in a given year. These are returns more than three times better than a typical business. This is a strong check on metric number one, starting things off for Nintendo. Metric number two, we're looking at Nintendo's growth at a high level. We're looking for revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth in the last five years. This metric is all or nothing. To be a check, all three of these need to be up. During this time, Nintendo's grown their revenues by 28%. Their earnings have more than doubled, and the company has grown their free cash flows by more than 70%. This is strong growth and strong operational leverage for the business, as their earnings and their free cash flows grew faster than their revenues. This is another check on metric number two. Metric number three, we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. This helps us take the perspective of an individual shareholder. We learned Nintendo's earnings have more than doubled during this time, and Nintendo's bought back a slight amount of their shares, repurchasing about 3%. 
With their share buybacks and their big earnings growth, this is large earnings per share growth. This is another check on metric number three. We're perfect so far for Nintendo. Metric number four, we're looking for free cash flow per share growth in the last five years. With Nintendo's free cash flows up by more than 70% and these slight share buybacks, this is yet another check. Nintendo is perfect through its first four metrics. But there's still one vital piece missing. You might think nailing high returns on capital and having strong growth is the key, but we haven't touched on the one thing that I believe sets Nintendo apart, which is having these characteristics without using a lot of debt. In metric number five, we want Nintendo's net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the amount of free cash flow the business has produced in their last five years. Nintendo has had negative net debt in all five of these years, meaning that the business has a cash cushion left over after paying off their debt, Currently, Nintendo has more than $13 billion in a negative net debt position, and the company has produced just shy of $14 billion worth of free cash flow in their last five fiscal years. This is a very solid check on metric number five for Nintendo. The business is strongly cash flow generative, and its balance sheet looks like it's in healthy position. Let's see if Nintendo has what it takes to go a perfect six for six on our analysis and be a select six stock. Before we get to that, we can't forget about our bonus. As our bonus, we're looking at Nintendo's dividend profile. Right now, Nintendo pays a big 2.9% dividend yield. This is up quite a bit from the dividend yield of an S&P 500 ETF. However, people make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividends. It's important to stop and look if a company's dividends are supported. Nintendo has supported their dividends in all five of these years, and they've moderated their dividends with their free cash flows. In their most recent fiscal year, their dividend payout ratio is the highest that it's been throughout this time, but Nintendo has supported their dividends in all five of these years, and they've shown that they're willing to increase or decrease this dividend based off of their free cash flows. While this is a snapshot, shot of their last five years of performance, it's no guarantee for the future. It looks like Nintendo's management is taking a rational approach to how they're paying out these dividends. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will provide a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It may offer a reasonable starting point for evaluation of Nintendo. Nintendo currently has a $36 billion total enterprise value. This takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position, which again is negative. It gives a perspective of Nintendo as if Nintendo were a private business. In their last five years, we learned Nintendo produced just under $14 billion worth of free cash flow. In an average year, they're producing about $2.7 billion worth of free cash flow. When we divide that by their $36 billion total enterprise value, that gives about a 7.5% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, Nintendo produced $2.3 billion worth of free cash flow in their last fiscal year. When we divide that by their enterprise value, that gives us about a 6.4% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for Nintendo. Both of these are coming in at double the yield of the 10-year treasury. This is above that risk premium we'd be seeking, meaning Nintendo has done it. With a check here on metric number six, they've gone a perfect six for six on our analysis and they're a select six stock. This doesn't mean that you run out and go buy the business. This analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Stick around as we come to a more concrete estimate of Nintendo's fair intrinsic value to find a price for the business.
Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Nintendo, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to an estimate of Nintendo's fair intrinsic value. A DCF model is based off the predictability of a company's free cash flows. It's like any model in any discipline, its outputs will be sensitive to its inputs. We're starting with an average of Nintendo's free cash flows over their last three years, then using historical growth assumptions to project these into the future. It's up to you to do your own homework to to figure out if these are accurate or not. Assuming Nintendo grows its average free cash flow at a rate of just over 4% for the next 10 years, then that this declines to growing at 3% annually for the next 10 years from there. If we add in the company's tangible book value, which gives us an estimate of Nintendo's net worth, and if we were seeking a 15% rate of return, which is the rate of return Warren Buffett is looking for from his investments, in addition to his margin of safety requirements, from today's valuations, an estimate of Nintendo's fair intrinsic value is around $9.80 per share. That's down less than a dollar from the business's current stock price. There are key factors to keep in mind. Nintendo has had a low degree of business predictability in its past. This may also be the case into the future for the company. Their 2.9% dividend yield would be included already in this 15% discount rate, so their stock price would not be compounding by 15% annually. These would be total returns to shareholders. Most importantly, this analysis is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. It's not financial advice. Before considering any investment decision, consult with your financial advisor. Now it's time Time to give our rating to Nintendo. In analyzing Nintendo, which trades under the stock ticker NTDOY as their New York Stock Exchange ADR listing and under stock ticker 7974 in Tokyo, we learn the business earns average returns on capital that are three times better than that of a typical company. They've strongly grown their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows and have seen some operating leverage while also repurchasing a slight amount of their shares. Nintendo has a $13 billion cash cushion on their balance sheet and they're very cash flow generative on both a current and an average basis of their free cash flow to their enterprise value yields. Those were coming in above the risk premium we'd be looking for. Nintendo has also supported their dividend payouts in all of the last five years. They've somewhat moderated their dividends and haven't increased them across the board in each and every year, which could point to management not wanting to overextend themselves. It's worth reiterating this analysis is not financial advice. Combining the factors of our analysis together, Nintendo looks like an exceptional candidate for further research. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis, if you've done the work and you believe those historical growth assumptions, from today's valuations, an estimate of Nintendo's fair intrinsic value is around $9.80 per share. That's well within the range of where the company has traded within the last year. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Nintendo with me, and have a great day.